All right, well, welcome back to another episode, I don't know how we've got this far, of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Fantrax. For our listeners, please, guys, if you want a very cool, customizable league, head on over to Fantrax.com. If you enter promo code ESF, you'll get hooked up with a free premium league upgrade, so some pretty cool promotion that Fantrax has allowed our you know podcast to do, so... Definitely check them out. They've got a great site to use, and it's, you know, you can tweak with it a lot. So, very cool if you're interested in looking for something different for your league. We're also going to be talking to James Coe from the NFL Network later in the episode, so stay stay tuned for that. Uh, We've got a two-man podcast tonight because Dale and Richard are in Las Vegas. Armando. Armando and Richard. Armando and Richard. (laughs) Totally uh, messed up the names. It's not like I've known you guys for a very long and time. And that's why we're not like number that. one in iTunes. <laughs> so, with me tonight, we've got Dale DeMott. How you doing, yeah, Dale? Yeah, I'm doing good, except that you think I'm Armando. Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! Yeah. That's Well, I did the uh, I did the draft with Armando last week. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah, I guess so. It's- so we've got a mock draft for you guys tonight, a mock draft PPR style. We're changing it up a little bit for you guys that are interested in PPR mock drafts. It's going to definitely change some guys' values quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> I think the thing that it does definitely is make wide receivers more valuable, obviously. It also does one more thing. It adds a lot more depth to the running back pool because now you've got guys like, you know, Duke Johnson last year, or um, Danny Woodhead. You know, Danny yeah. Woodhead is a top three, you know, running back last year in BPR. Those kinds of running backs definitely become much more valuable. Yeah. Um, but you've also got guys like Charles Sims or Bilal Powell, who no- normally might not start in your league. You know, um, that become, you know, start worthy because they catch a lot of passes. All right, so. <clears throat> Before we get into that, I do want to mention, if you're interested in being part of our listener league, head on over to eatsleepfantasy.com, and under the more tab, there's a submit a question area right there. You'll see listener entries for the listener league. Tell us why you want to be in the league. Um, give us a pretty good reason, and we'll, you know, we'll consider you, we'll let reason. you in. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know? just fill out the stupid form and you'll probably you'll probably get to be able to play <laughs> listen man you don't let me in <laughs> i'm gonna abduct your we've you had know. some really good entries so far um there's one that made me really sad and that guy's gonna get in and hopefully we'll read some of these entries coming into future episodes if dale can get a little bit more prepared prior to coming into oh, episodes good, yeah that would be great if you know stop worrying about me calling you armando and start worrying about <laughs> Listener league. Look, when when you're promoting cool on thing- listener league, like you gotta like put some more like character into it. You know, like you're like, oh, sign up for a listener league. You gotta be like, we have an awesome listener league. Listen, what was that voice? Because I do not. Yo, sound that like was that. you. That was you for sure. Hey guys, if you want to join the <laughs> listener league, that's what you just made me sound like. Look, we have a championship belt from FantasyJocks.com. It's a big giant wrestling belt. It says Eat Sleep Fantasy um, League Champion on it. 
Uh, so you can show it off to all your friends. Um, hopefully it stays here in my house after I win. Um, but uh, yeah, that's up for stake. So if anything else, sign up, give us a good entry, give us a reason why to put you in so you can get a chance to win the belt. Did you say stakes? <laughs> and stakes are involved. <laughs> all right, so let's start this mock draft. Man. All right, we are doing a PPR 12-team league with a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a wide receiver running back flex position with a kicker and defense and bench. Um, today we are going to do uh, the first eight rounds for you, just for the time, um, so everybody can you know, not get super bored when we're drafting. Uh, we want to spend a little bit more time discussing the picks and not so much time trying to rush through the end of the draft. So um, we want to let you guys know... These are the picks that are coming off the board, kind of give you an idea of what our thought process are. So go ahead and um, start us off with the first few picks there, Dale. Yeah, so the first pick was Antonio Brown. Again, we have pick number five, if you're following along. Uh, First pick was Antonio Brown. Uh, That's pretty much consensus, um, especially in PPRs. Then Julio Jones. Lamar Miller was pick three, which is pretty surprising. Uh, Odell Beckham was picked fourth. And we have the fifth pick. Um, Obviously, awesome talent, top five talent, all at our disposal. Um, we're looking at players like David Johnson, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. Um, what are you leaning here towards? What's what's? We, I guess we're kind of showing the strategy early on, seeing what we want to do. Right. So, I mean, we're picking from the fifth spot, and honestly, my whole fingers crossed hope was one of those three wide receivers. One of them might fall to us. Didn't happen. So I'm sitting here. Trying to debate between, you know, my next group of wide receivers or David Johnson. I've been kind of an advocate for, I think, A.J. Green belongs in that first group of wide receivers. I think he's going to see a ton of targets um, in this upcoming season. So, for me, he's in consideration. The other guy who I have second in a standard league, but as my first running back in a PPR... Is David Johnson. So it really depends on you know what route you want to go here. If you want to take the next wide receiver off the board, um, who for me is still in my first tier, or if we want to start the run of running backs, um, for me, my number one guy in PPR, which is David Johnson. Yeah. What do you think? I, I'm leaning more towards AJ Green. I mean, I know that's not going to be the popular opinion. His ADP, we're going to be drafting before his uh, average draft position uh, early in the season. Uh, I think, I'm with you, I think AJ Green is a top four wide receiver. Um, He's going to be a target monster. I think we buck the trend immediately and take A.J. Green. All right, let's All do right. it. Drafting A.J. Green. So I think in the Cincinnati offense, there is not enough love for the Red Rocket in that offense. I think he's a much more competent quarterback than people give him credit for. A.J. Green coming into a season where there's really not a clear – Number two on the other side, Tyler Eifert is probably going to miss the first few games of the season. A.J. Green, to start off the season, is going to be a target monster. So I think to be our number one running back in a PPR, uh, wide receiver in a PPR league is a great yeah, start. Yeah, I do too. I think uh, I, that's, arguably, I, we, that's arguably, you know, if I had the number three pick, I would think about A.J. Green. And we can get him in the fifth. So um, I really like A.J. Green this year, as I know you do. Um, okay, so... After A.J. Green, I'm going to rattle them off, try to follow along. Um, we have David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Rob... Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. Sure. You tried to get me to follow along, and I just 
I st- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said, said David names. Johnson too quick. <laughs> uh, da- David who? <laughs> David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski <laughs> at number eight, Ezekiel Elliott at number nine, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Des Bryant, Adrian Peterson as a last pick of round one. You know what kind of surprises me? Um, it surprises me how late a certain guy is going in PPR. And keep reading the second round picks, and I'll tell you what who that guy sure. is. Uh, so start off the second was Alshon Jeffrey, Allen Robinson, which I think is a great value in the early second, especially in PPR. Keenan Allen is the third pick. Uh, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Jordy Nelson, which I think is pretty early for Jordy. And the seventh pick was Devonta Freeman. So that's the guy that I think is it's kind of shocking to me how late he would go in a PPR league. If it's a standard league, I would understand Freeman falling into the middle or back half of the second round. But he's a guy that, regardless of what happens with Tevin Coleman, Freeman's keeping that passing down work. He's going to get 60-plus catches in that offense. He's their second receiver, basically, after Julio Jones. So if I were to have... <laughs> been able to pick one pick sooner, um, I would have picked Devontae Freeman, and I think you might have gone with me there. Yeah. But um, what are we looking at as the guys available right now? So the guys, uh, I'm just going to name a couple that are that are up here. Um, Jamal Charles, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Marshall. Um, any of those guys hit you hard here? Um, you know, I do like Jamal Charles. Who's the who's the next running back after them? Is Mark Ingram still available? LeSean McCoy. Uh, yes, both of them are still available. Okay, they might they might fall to us in the next round. I think Charles coming off of the ACL tear scares scares me a little bit, but in a PPR league, it's very interesting. All right, and then read read us the wide receivers and then we have again. Brandon Cooks and Brandon Marshall up here. Um, I I really like Brandon Cooks. Um, Jamal Charles, I don't think there's going to be very many really good running backs after Jamal Charles. Uh, I think we have a good chance of landing maybe Mark Ingram or LaShawn McCoy um, snaking around because, again, we have the uh, we have the eighth pick. I'm sorry, we have the fifth pick. Um, we'll probably get a pretty good running yeah, back to come back I, to us. I still got several guys in that tier. I still like LaShawn McCoy, Charles, um, Mark Ingram, all available. Um one of these pretty good running backs, I mean, I'm seeing about five of them. Uh, one of them will come back to us, especially in a PPR league. Um, and I do really like Brandon Cooks this year. So that's a if – if we're going to go wide receiver, wide receiver, which in a PPR makes a lot of sense, if I can get two of my top 12 guys um, to start that, I would love yeah. it. All right, we still have a good chance. I mean, I'm just looking ahead on the board. Like I said, Mark Ingram, LaShawn McCoy, Doug Martin, Eddie Lacy are still undrafted. I think if we roll the dice and take Brandon Cooks here, I think we have a great wide receiver, wide receiver start with A.J. Green and Brandon Cooks. Um, I, w- I would almost go that way. I know, again, Brandon Do it. Cooks. Do it. Yeah, okay. Do it. Do it. I don't think – You don't have to convince me that anymore. The, going 20th overall, Brandon Cooks is probably not um, going to be you know the expert's opinion, but I think it's a great start. So after Brandon Cooks, we have Brandon. I mean, I, I have Brandon Cooks as my eighth wide receiver, as do you. Um, to get him in the back half of the second round in a PPR league, 
um, in an offense that's probably going to lead the league in pass attempts. If I had to, if I had to place money on a quarterback that's going to lead the league in pass attempts, I'm probably going to take Drew Brees. If I'm going to take a you know bet on a guy that's going to lead the league in in passing yards, it's going to be Drew Brees. Um, so you know. The, the likelihood that Brandon Cooks will end the season with just an absolute beautiful number of receptions is, is pretty good. So in a PPR league, definitely give me Brandon Cooks in the back yeah. half of the second round. That's beautiful. Yeah. So after Brandon Cooks, uh, Brandon Marshall was taken, Jamal Charles, uh, Le'Veon Bell at the end of the second, uh, Mark Ingram to finish it out. Um, and then in the third round, we have Demarius Thomas with the first pick of the third round, T.Y. Hilton, Randall Cobb, and then Eddie Lacy went right after that. So Lacy went before Martin and McCoy, which perfect. So me. we've got we've got two running backs still in my um, what I consider to be top twelve elite tier PPR leagues. Um, the, who are you leading here? I'm leaning you, towards McCoy. You, you're leaning towards yeah. McCoy, and I'm going to 100% agree with you. I think Doug Martin is going to probably continue to lose work, especially in the passing game, to Charles Sims. I think so, too. And <laughs> nobody's taking work from LaShawn McCoy right now. I mean, that backfield is Carlos Williams suspended. Jonathan Williams probably going to get suspended. Um, they're looking – I mean, it's really him and Mike Gillisley right now. I mean, that's that's the reality of, of what's going on in Buffalo. So – if I if I'm going to base it off of workload, starting number one running back, I love LaShawn McCoy in the third round of a PPR yeah, league. It um, went, should be extremely. I mean, he's still he's still a great running back. He's still extremely talented. Yeah. If if you're drafting and you're looking and you're thinking about last year's numbers, you're a step behind. You got to try to project and see what what's going to look like this year. Doug Martin was a better running back last year. Uh, there are tons of flags that are showing that he won't be as good as he was last year. Um, LaShawn McCoy, I think will get better. I think you're in agreement with that, Christian. All right. Yeah. So the thing, the the thing here, we've seen a ton of wide receivers go, um, and I think we've kind of ended a certain tier where I feel comfortable at the wide receiver position because now the next couple of guys that are available are Landry, Edelman, and Tate, whereas I still have two of my what I would deem number one running backs available. So. It's not necessarily that, okay, we need a running back, so we're drafting a running back. It's more the best by far player available to us is LaShawn McCoy. So that's why I feel I would draft yeah, him. Just a quick breakdown. Uh, so far through, uh, I'm sorry, through three and a half rounds, we have 10 running backs taken and 17 wide receivers taken. So that kind of gives you the, the breakdown of how this draft is going. It's not going to be the same in every and draft, that- but... Um, it's going to be pretty close. But that's that's pretty yeah. typical of a PPR, a PPR league. You know, about one and a half to two times the number of uh, wide receivers to running backs in the first couple yeah. rounds. So. All right, so I'm taking LaShawn McCoy and pick three, or I'm sorry, round three, pick five. I just drafted LaShawn McCoy. All right, so tell us about the guys that went off the board after LaShawn McCoy because up until that point, no quarterbacks and, no, and only one tight end had been taken. Um, who went after yep, McCoy? Yeah, we have a couple running backs and uh, some more running backs here. So after McCoy, it went Hyde, Doug Martin, Jarvis Landry, which is going to be a great value PPR into the third is, I think, a pretty good value for Jarvis Landry. Uh, we have Kelvin Benjamin, C.J. Anderson, Julian Edelman. And the first quarterback taken off the board in the last pick of the third round was Aaron Rodgers. 
Coming into the fourth round, we have our second tight end coming off the board in Jordan Reed, uh, Matt Forte, Golden Tate, uh, Eric Decker. The second quarterback, Cam Newton, came off the board in 4.5, uh, round four, pick five. Uh, Sammy Watkins, then Jeremy Macklin. Awesome. So I'm kind of like shaking with excitement because of the guy that just fell to us in the middle of the fourth yeah. round, um, back end of the fourth round. I, I don't know if you'll agree with my pick, but we already have two very solid wide receivers, and we saw yet another wide receiver, a little bit of a run happen yeah. there. Um, if I had to pick a guy right on now... Three. One, two, three. Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was... Yeah, I was watching him creep. Uh, creep past I everybody. love Dion Lewis in standard, and I can't tell you how much I love him in PPR leagues. He's basically uh, New England's third wide receiver after Gronk and Julian Edelman. Um, so yeah, wait, when we're I when we're talking, I love how every single year Tom Brady throws shorter and shorter and shorter passes, and more and more passes go to his running back and. The biggest beneficiary of that in 2016 is going to be Deion Lewis. So if I can start in a PPR league, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, LaShawn McCoy, and Deion Lewis, oh my goodness. Yep. And this is, can this be a real league, yeah, please? This is, and this is the way the draft is going, that um, there were a few running backs taken early, and so the wide receiver run you know, happened in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, and it prevented Deion Lewis from being drafted. His ADP is around 38 and one over pick uh, 44 right now. So we're actually... I, I bet you after we pick Deion Lewis, there's going to start being a running back run. I, I feel it, I think. Right. So, so I, I would love to take Lewis here. Let's go ahead and draft Lewis, and uh, I'll give you a quick recap of our um, lineup right now. We have LaShawn McCoy and Deion Lewis with A.J. Green and Brandon Cooks. Looking pretty good so far. Yep, I like it. All right. <clears throat> so uh, after we pick Deion Lewis... We had Thomas Rawls, Emmanuel Sanders, Andrew Luck, and Greg Olson to round out the fourth round. Coming into the fifth round, 5.1 was Doug Baldwin, Danny Woodhead, Jordan Matthews, and Dante Moncrief at pick 5.4. So we're on the clock at pick 5.5. We have a decision to make here. Yeah, read, read to our, um, our listeners... Who are the maybe top three or four guys available at each position so we can kind of get an idea? And the listeners can kind of think about who they might want. Um, yeah. Okay, so quarterbacks. Um, there's a couple quarterbacks available. Say uh, there's Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Interesting that Andrew Luck went ahead of Russell yeah, Wilson. I found, okay. uh, yeah, I think that's interesting too. I wonder why. I know I know a lot of people share that opinion of, of Andrew Luck going ahead of Wilson. I I know I, I've been a guy, and I'll keep saying I think Russell Wilson's in for a big yeah, year. Yeah, um, you definitely over luck for but me as well. Even even though I like Wilson, I I personally would probably see if we could wait another round. Um, if he falls to us in the sixth round, then it's a value I would I would have to take. But in, even in the fifth round, I'm willing to keep waiting on quarterback. There's other positions I'd rather yeah. fill. Uh, for running backs, a couple good running or a couple I guess flex running backs available. Latavius Murray, Demarco Murray are both still available. And yep. as far as I mean, in a flex in a flex uh, position, even though it's PPR, I mean, if I can get you know a guy like Latavius Murray, it's a guy I'll consider there. Who's going to get a ton of work? So what about uh, what about wide receivers? Who's available? Let's there? see. For a couple of the wide receivers we have, we have uh, John Brown, uh, Michael Floyd, 
uh, Larry Fitzgerald. All the Arizona guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> weird, right? Uh, Alan Hearns, Crabtree, which I don't think that's good value right now. I think if I'm going to take a pick here, you know, we're in the middle of the fifth round. If I had to pick a guy, um, and even though I love Russell Wilson, and I think it's a decent value in the middle of the fifth round, I'm going Latavius Murray. In a flex league, he's a guy who, he's obviously going to get a ton of work carrying the ball. Um, and he's he's behind what I deem to be the second best offensive line in football, if not the best. Um He's also going to catch a pretty good amount of passes. I mean, that's part of his role. Latavius Murray, um, even though they brought in uh, DeAndre Washington to kind of spell him a little bit this year, um, Latavius Murray is going to continue to be the workhorse for Oakland. And I, I think he'll, you know be able to produce very well in that I spot. I think people still have a bad sig- stigma on Oakland Raiders. <laughs> um, they're a new team. They they run differently. They actually have a pretty good offense, um, especially after, I know I said this before, you know, I was on the fence about Murray until we talked to Ross Tucker, uh, offensive former offensive lineman, and he loves that offensive line there. Um, he's pretty bullish on Latavius Murray as well. Um, he, he catches the ball yeah. well, too. I mean, he caught 41 passes last year. Um, he's a guy that's going to catch 40 or 50 balls again. Are we drafting Murray? Latavius? I think I would rather take Latavius in this spot. All right, let's do it. Then some of the, because, again, we've gotten to the point where, you know, the value at wide receiver has kind of fallen. And, uh, I mean, after Latavius, we saw a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a heavy running back run go after. So read yeah. us uh, some of uh, the, right. what happened after. So right after Michael Floyd, which I think that's a pretty good value for him. Uh, I think if we're going to take a wide receiver, I think I would have taken Floyd, um, that that last pick. And then we had Larry Fitzgerald, Duke Johnson, Jeremy Langford, DeMarco Murray, your boy Russell Wilson was taken 5.11, and Melvin Gordon went right after that to finish up the fifth round. Uh, Starting up the sixth was John Brown, uh, Giovanni Bernard, Travis Kelsey, Blake Bortles was selected 6.4. That's surprising. We can talk about that if you want. Uh, Jonathan Stewart. Delaney Walker was taken at 6.6, and Drew Brees at the 7th pick. So we are at the 8th pick, uh, which is pick 68 overall. So, you know, good amount of quarterbacks went there, too. I guess we, you know, we missed out on some quarterbacks, but it's not like more value won't fall to us. Read to us. I think in this position, I'm still going to probably consider running backs and wide receivers again. Um, Maybe a tight end, depending on who's available. Um... You know, who who's off the board at tight end? Who's available there? So <clears throat> this is about the point six seventh round where yeah. maybe I'll look at a tight end if there's a good guy available like Travis Kelsey or Kobe Fleener. Um, my, so I am seeing here Kobe Fleener is available. My only knock there, and you tell me if you feel the same way, is that both Brandon Cooks and Kobe Fleener play for the same team, and I don't like to double stack on those sorts of positions. Do you feel the same way about that? You know, I don't think statistically, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, be, especially with the Andrew Brees offense. Um, but, yeah, personally, uh, I could see your hang-up with it. And, you know, you've got to root for the guy on the team. And um, it's just it's not as fun rooting for both guys. <laughs> right, right, right. E- either way, if it's if it comes down to he's, a you know, just much more of a value than someone else at a position, then that's, that's different. But can you read to us some of the wide receivers yeah. available? Uh, so the wide receivers uh, available now um, – 
Oh, I would like to mention Ryan Matthews is still there. I know he's a running back, but he's he's mm-hmm. hanging in there. That might be a consideration. Uh, the wide receivers are Michael Crabtree, Alan Hearns, uh, Marvin Jones, which I think we could probably pick him up in the next round. So one guy you forgot there when you were giving that list there, I don't think if I think you kind of just skimmed over him is Devontae Barker. Um, I I think that offense is still going to lean, you know, towards targeting Jarvis Landry more and him being the number one. But it's a it's an offense that should still see plenty of targets for. You know, Devontae Parker, as my dog tries to join our podcast, he's, so, he's saying hello, guys. Um, <laughs> anyways, Devontae Parker is the big outside presence in an Adam Gase offense. We've seen that be productive in the past. And I think he can be and he can emerge as being a very valuable guy. If I can get him as my first bench-wide receiver after A.J. Green and Brandon Cooks, I might lean that route. However... Ryan Matthews. I know I have that little bit of hang-up. Ryan Matthews is another option. Very, very nice to start your bench with Ryan Matthews in a PPR league that might be valuable. And I know I have that little bit of a hang-up with Brandon Cooks, but in a PPR league, Colby Fleener, hear me out. Like I, I'm kind of like wavering with this one, right? Because I know I said I don't want to pair him with Brandon Cooks. But in a PPR league, an offense that's going to have a tight end see over 100 targets guaranteed... I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what Drew Brees does every year. Um, and there's, I mean, that if there's any offense that can sustain multiple players having nice PPR years, it's the New Orleans Saints. This is this is my hang-up here. Um, if we, for me and all my mocks, I decide early, am I going to take a QB or a tight end early? And by early, I mean, you know, around the sixth, seventh round. If we take the tight end early, my preference would be to wait on a quarterback. If you're prepared to wait on a quarterback, I would take Kobe Fleener here. Um, well, I'm always prepared to wait on a quarterback. That's a silly question. <laughs> All right, so we could take Kobe Fleener here. Use the pick I mean, on you know how much I love Russell Wilson, and we pass on him in the fifth yeah, round. Yeah. So, Okay, so in the sixth, sixth round, eighth pick, we're drafting Kobe Fleener. I think, I think right. that's a pretty good... Uh, yeah, the only other guy I would have considered there, I know you liked Ryan Matthews, but it was uh, Devontae Parker. So yeah. who's... Who's uh who's come up now for our next okay. pick? Okay, uh, just really quick, I'll run down. Uh, let's just run down our Did lineup Parker really go? quick. We have Lashawn McCoy and Deion Lewis. Then we have AJ Green oh, and Brandon oh, Cooks. Oh. Our tight end is Kobe Fleener, and our flex is Latavius Murray. I think it's looking That's pretty damn good. Fucking solid team, I, yeah. Jesus I think so. Christ, love it. Um, okay, so we got some decisions to make. This is where the draft gets hard, and this is where it's one right here. Um, this is where I get hard. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> Um, especially when I talk about Ben Roethlisberger going next, then Carson Palmer, Devontae Parker, then Ryan Matthews Aww, finished out the, uh, the sixth round. Uh, Ryan Matthews, 6.12, I think is awesome value for him, especially in PPR. I'm a little jealous. Um, yep, that's good. That's 7.1 was Eli Manning, then Zach Ertz, TJ Yeldon, and Tyler Eifert. So a little mini tight end run happened once we picked Kobe Fleener. Um that's yeah. fine. That's I'm pretty okay much those guys are all going in the sixth, seventh yeah. round in standard. But Kobe Fleener for me, um, along with Zach Ertz, are a little bit more valuable in PPR. Yes, yeah, yeah. Eli Manning going uh, after Blake Bortles, a couple rounds after Blake Bortles is crazy. I mean, that's that's happening in standard and PPR. It doesn't matter yeah, um, it's just, uh, why I even said that. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's happening in most drafts. It's happening uh, where Blake Bortles is going a couple rounds earlier. Folks, like don't I do mentioned, that. 
Yeah. He's they're okay. They're both going to be solid, I think. So I don't have a I don't have a, as big a problem as you with it. <laughs> um so through uh 6 rounds, we're on the 7th round now, 77th overall pick. Uh we have uh Matt Jones at running back available with Alan Hearns, uh Michael Crabtree. Uh let's see who else is available. Um Frank right. Gore. Can you tell me if a couple of my loves at wide receiver are available? Is Tyler Lockett available? This is a spot where I start to look at a couple of specific guys. Um, they may or may not fall to us, but I really like Tar- Tyler Lockett or Marvin Jones in this spot in a lot of my drafts. Um, PPR League, I think that offense in Seattle, like I've said before, is going to start to transition more into a pass-heavy offense if I can get Tyler Lockett on my bench as a bench wide receiver, um, and he could potentially be, you know, the one B in that offense as far as wide receivers, I, I think the efficiency of that offense is pretty great. Um, Doug Baldwin has shown he is capable of being elite, but I don't think he'll sustain yeah. that. And I think Tyler Lockett is probably the more talented of the two. So. Yeah. To get him several rounds later, um, I know it's the seventh round, but it is a PPR league. I, I like Tyler Lockett here. What yeah, do you think? For some reason, and I, I'm sure everybody has this guy, um, but for some reason, he's just never on top of my list. And it's not because of lack of you know ability or talent. He's just he's not a guy on any of my lists, and I don't know why. Um, Who would be your guy here? I'll go Marvin Jones over Tyler Lockett. You would go Marvin Jones over Tyler Lockett, another one of my yeah. guys. Okay, uh, give me. Um, okay, who 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 would be if you had to pick any guy here? Who would it be? Uh, Is it Marvin Jones? Well, answer this: Would you pick Crabtree over Jones? Because Crabtree is available. Um, I think Crabtree for us would be a solid flex guy. Should any of our running backs not pan out? Um, so I have absolutely no problem taking Crabtree and then crossing my fingers that Marvin Jones comes back to us. You want to cross our fingers and try it, or do you want to try to grab Marvin Jones now? Go for it. No, no, go for Crabtree oh. now. I think Crabtree is a very good value at that spot. I mean, third third wide receiver after Brandon Cooks and A.J. Yeah. Green in a PPR league, Marvin oh, Jones. sorry. Went. Marvin Jesus Jones Christ. just went to... <laughs> Sorry. Um, there is still some pretty good value out there, though. Um, so after we... There's some great value. Um, there's some guys... <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a difficult pick for us because there's some guys at both the tight end, I mean, at the wide receiver and running back position that I would love to have on my team yeah. here. But tell us about the run that we just saw in the beginning yeah. of the eighth yeah, round. crazy. We had uh, Julius Thomas taken right after Crabtree, Philip Rivers, uh, Tavon Austin, Gary Barnage, Tom Brady, 7.10, uh, Ladarius Green, and Marvin Jones at 7.12 to wrap up the seventh round. Um, then to start off the eighth round, we had Matt Jones, uh, Jeremy Hill, Frank Gore, uh, Amir Abdullah, Arian Foster at 8 5. Um, we'll probably start seeing him creep up a little bit as it gets closer to the season. Uh, yeah. Charles so we had at 8 6. A ridiculous running back yeah, yeah. run, like you just yeah. said. Jones, Hill, Gore, Abdullah, Foster, Sims to start the eighth yeah, round. Yeah, exactly. And then Steve Smith at 8 7. So we're 8 8 right now, 92 overall pick. But we've got we've got such a solid start with uh, McCoy, Lewis, and Murray at running back, and then AJ Green, Cooks, and Crabtree at wide receiver. 
and Fleener at tight end, we can pretty much do whatever we want here. Because we took best player available, it kind of fell into our lap that our roster starting to be filled in with, you know, very flexible positions. I mean, we can do whatever we want here, but uh, read to our listeners um, what, who's the top guys at wide receiver and who are the top guys. Yeah, so back. running backs, we have Theo Riddick, Jay Ajayi, uh, let's see, wide receivers, we have people like Alan Hearns, um, Tyler Lockett is still there, two rounds later. <laughs> one. Uh, is it one round? It felt like two. Yeah. Um, let's see, we have Kevin White like and Josh Gordon, which I'm not touching. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you who my top two guys available are at each spot. So if we're going wide receiver, my number one and two guys are Tyler Lockett here would be my first guy because I mentioned him last round. I'm pretty happy that he would fall to us in the eighth round. Um, and then if if it, you know if you don't like him, then I do still like Alan Hearns. I mean, as a fourth wide receiver in a PPR league, that's just some pretty good value. If we're going if we're going running back. Um, I know Arian Foster signed with the Dolphins, and I know that could be potentially a mess, but if I want to take some upside with the potential that he could just be the starter all year and Arian Foster really just his backup, or Arian Foster is not healthy and is not right, um, then Jay has a lot of value to me here. Um, but if I had to pick any of these guys, it would be Lockett. Who's your guy? Yeah, um, I wouldn't be opposed to Lockett. Hearns is at such good value right now. I mean, we're talking about getting him for sale, basically. Um, you know, his ADP... Um, is around 63rd overall, and we're at 92nd overall right now. So we're getting them for sale. Same with Tyler Lockett. Um, his ADP is 76. So uh, I think I think the difference to me is at this point, I kind of want to like a high yeah, upside yeah, guy, Tyler Lockett. fourth wide receiver, yeah. and that's Tyler yeah, Lockett. I agree. Okay, but we'll get drafted. I'm, I'm do it. Okay. Do it. No balls. Do it. All right, I'll read our right, our lineup just really quick again. LaShawn McCoy, Deion Lewis, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, Kobe Fleener, our flex is Latavius Murray. Then our two bench players right now are Crabtree and Tyler Lockett. <clears throat> but Dale, why haven't we taken a quarterback? You know who I'm waiting for. <laughs> no. Um, it, it's, just, it's so deep <laughs> and we're going to. Um, these quarterbacks, are, I mean, right now, Let's see. We've had 11 quarterbacks come off the board, um, and the quarterbacks still available are Tony Romo, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, Tyrod Taylor. All those guys I'm okay with. The thing with. is, there, there, are, there are about 18 quarterbacks that I'm okay yeah. with as my starter. And I know for people that might sound surprising, for some people it might sound like, okay, fine, we've heard this argument a million times and I agree. Um, but we need to reiterate it for people. The quarterback position, the difference between the sixth guy and the 16th guy at quarterback is negligible in terms of fantasy points per game. Um, Not only that, but it's a roster position. You only have to fill in one, whereas you have to fill in multiple running backs and multiple wide receivers. Also, those positions tend to be more volatile. For that reason, you can wait on a quarterback, and because it's so deep of a position, you can often also find waiver wire guys should your guy not pan right. out. Um, all right. So we're looking. I think we're yeah. looking. I think for me, the next pick, there's a few running backs I'm pretty interested in here. Uh, um, Justin Forsett is jumping out of the page uh, for me. Um, okay. Who else is available at, at running back? back? I think that's not a bad sure. pick. Um, but at uh, running back, we have. Uh, let's see. 
what what I do what I do want to say is um, in a PPR league, as opposed to a um, as opposed to a standard league, standard league I tend to do a, a mix where I will probably usually draft a couple more running backs and wide receivers in a PPR league because it just tends to be a little bit thinner at wide receiver. I will usually draft a little bit more wide receivers. Um, than I typically would. Just talking about roster construction, not necessarily rounds or anything like that. So at this point, I'm not opposed to taking yet another wide receiver. So can you also tell me who are the wide receivers who are on the list? Because I think your guy fell to us. Yeah, Alan Hearns fell to us again, which is pretty weird. Um, Extreme value. So at this point, um, when it comes to Alan Hearns, if he, if we're taking a guy, I mean, that could repeat his production, if he's anywhere near his production from last year. As our fifth wide receiver, that's amazing, and it's we have three very solid running backs, and another running back guy will fall to us. So I don't know how opposed you are, but we probably want to squeeze in a couple more picks into this uh, podcast. Yeah. Well, so we're already around nine. Who, who's your guy? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer this next pick to you. You know, I'm gonna have to go Alan Hearns just because the value is so good; it's hard to overlook. I mean, Alan Hearns should have been yeah. drafted two rounds ago. Um, yep. And I think if this is a real league, right, and we were doing it, again, I'm going to go best player available. We already have three solid running backs. And if our bench is Michael Crabtree, Tyler Lockett, and Alan Hearns in a full PPR league, that is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah so we're going Alan Hearns. His ADP is 63, and we're picking him at 101. That's pretty good value. Um, I know ADPs change, and... You know, it's all based off consensus and all that stuff, but um, yeah, it's pretty good value regardless. So I'm drafting Alan Hearns. Let's see. I'm just going to read off this list because it is getting late in the draft. Um, so we had uh, Green Beckham, Justin Forsett, Bilal Powell, DeAndre Washington. Um, so those guys, CJ Procise, uh, Kevin White ended up round 12 and then start off round I'm sorry, start off, that was uh, not round 12, pick 12 of the ninth round. We had Sproles, Dixon, Shane Vereen, Sterling Shepard, Josh Gordon was picked in the 10th round, pick 5. Uh, and then that's good. Darren value. McFadden. I think that's good. Yeah. Darren McFadden was uh, round 10, pick 7. So now's the time. Let's try to end it here. Josh Gordon's a guy that I probably should have looked at in the last round, but I probably wouldn't have been able to argue with you to get him anyways. Around the 8th, ninth, 10th round is where I'll start looking at him. I think that's fair value. Anything higher than that um, is too much, but uh, I, I really like the guys that we got anyway. Yeah. So I know there's some Josh Gordon truthers that probably threw their hands up like, what the hell are you doing? But I think it's perfectly fine to take Lockett and Hearns in that position. All right, for purposes of this podcast, do you want to try to draft a quarterback right now? Um, read off some of the names that are available. I would still push it another round, but just for the purpose of the podcast, who are the names available so we can, yeah. we can, um, uh, Antonio Gates, but we don't need a tight end. And I strongly suggest picking one tight end in your draft. Uh, we have, uh, Corey Coleman from Cleveland, Tory Smith. We have Marcus Wheaton, Laquan Treadwell. What about, um, what, well, what are the quarterbacks available so we can, yeah, quarterbacks are still looking juicy. Romo. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, Tyrod so Taylor. So nobody, nobody else has picked another second quarterback, nope. which is exactly the point. Yeah, exactly. Right? We have our pick exactly. of 12 through 20. Anybody that is our guy, we can exactly. take. If we want to take 
Derek Carr and then pair him with Tyrod Taylor, we probably could or uh, something like Derek that. Derek Carr, that would put three Raiders. As much as I do love that offense, I'm not putting three Raiders on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, man? You don't want to... I mean, I think Andy Dalton to pair with A.J. Green. Why don't, double down why don't on we AJ just uh, draft... Why don't we draft three Cleveland Browns? Why don't we do that? Yeah, okay. Um, all right, let's go ahead and... Uh, hey, well, what about this? Um, maybe Overlooked. Um, when do we pick D'Angelo Williams? Oh, he's already picked. I'm sorry. He's picked a little bit ago. We should have talked about that a little bit, but um, somebody to keep an eye out, you know, in the uh, in the ninth, tenth round, good value to start the first four games. That's that's great value. I think he's mostly he's going to be going around that seventh yeah. round, um, if we're being realistic. Yeah. But he won in the eighth round in this draft, and I think that's that's right about yeah. fine. That's that's really good value, actually. All right. So you want to pick one more and then go for a quarterback? Can you can you tell me who's available at running back? I know it's it's actually surprisingly got a little bit thin at it running has. back, um, but we have three very solid guys in the PPR league: Sean McCoy, Latavius Murray, and um, Deion Lewis. Yeah, we so have. I feel pretty confident there. But I would like to get one more, maybe handcuff type Derek guy Henry. to go along with our receivers. Um, Derrick Henry's a good. Javoris Allen, um, which I think is pretty good, and Jerick McKinnon here. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I would definitely take Henry in that offense. I just think he's going to be productive enough this season. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll defer the pick to you, but I think if it was a running back, I would probably go Derrick Henry. Um, I think it's a good spot for him yeah. to be, you know, our fourth running back. In a PPR league, I don't think you really need much more than four or five running backs in a PPR yeah. league. Yeah, I mean, I I think Javoyce Allen, um, yeah, I, I think I'm leaning towards Henry, too. I think it's such a jumble in, in Baltimore. I, I, I think I'd much rather have Henry and see how that pans out. That's going to be an offense that's just going to run the ball so much. If anything were to happen to Murray, and even without that, he probably still has value. Um, and then the other, the other guy that I would consider, Dale, um, would be Jordan Howard. Yep up in Chicago, um, but, you know, that, I'll leave that yeah, to you. okay, I picked Henry. All right. All right, so after that... Um... Let's pick... Let's do one last pick. Go ahead and draft us a quarterback, and we'll read this roster. Right. Let's see. So, yeah, after Henry, we had Jordan Howard, who you just talked about. Uh, Javoris Allen, Torrey Smith, the Seahawks' defense was picked 10.12. Then we had Jerick McKinnon, James Starks, Antonio Gates in round 13, which is awesome. If you're waiting on a, on a tight end, you get Antonio Gates in the 11th 11, round. Round 11. Um, that's great. Yeah. And Stefan Diggs. So now we got to pick All right, a perfect. quarterback to round this up. No quarterbacks were taken nope. again. So that's panned out for us perfectly. I think we could take two guys here. Um, I would love to pair maybe Romo with Tyrod Taylor and just see how that pans out. Um, you know, some a lot of drafts I won't take two guys. Do you want to just take Taylor and that's it, or do you want to take Romo and let's take Taylor just see how just that team to, keep, looks just to put me a smile on my face so I can go to bed happy? Well, let's take them both. Okay. Back to back. All right, so I'm going. I'm taking. Got my QBs going back to back. Taking Tony Romo first. <laughs> I swear to God, if Tyrod Taylor, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, Tyrod Taylor did not go. Carlos Williams. Uh, we had the Carolina Panthers defense go. Chris Thompson. Uh, Eric Ebron went. Uh, Will Ty went in 12.4. So we're going to take 
Tyron. Well, Ty, the science guy. All right. So our team. Let's see. I'm picking Tyrod Taylor. I normally don't take two quarterbacks, but it's just for the purpose of appeasing Dale. <laughs> so we have on our team, we have Tony Romo, LaShawn McCoy, Deion Lewis, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, Kobe Fleener, Latavius Murray. Of course, we'll have a defense and kicker later. We have Michael Crabtree, Tyler Lockett, Alan Hearns, Derek Henry, and Tyrod Taylor. Not bad. That is, that beautiful. is beautiful. I love it. I love it. All right, well, thanks for being a part of the mock draft. And now we're going to talk to uh, James Coe from NFL Network. All right, so now we have joining us James Coe from the NFL Network, also on NFL Fantasy Live, a two-time Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist. You can follow him on Twitter, at James D. Coe. How you doing tonight, James? I'm doing great. Can I clear up my resume a little bit? I know it seems kind of douchey to do this, but I'm actually a two-time news winner and a two-time sports winner. So I actually have four total local Emmys that I've nice. won. Oh, uh, I sound like a complete D-bag. But you know what? I worked my ass off for those awards, so for forget sure. it. I don't, I don't even feel bad about it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be correcting no, people all day. <laughs> you got to blame Dale for that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So no, I'm, I'm super happy to be on the on the on the, uh, on the podcast with you guys, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. What was uh, what was winning those Emmys like, man? Tell tell us a little bit about that because that's pretty freaking awesome. I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like, honestly, you don't even know what people want. You don't know what people are are looking for in those awards. But um, I don't know. Like, you know, the, the number one thing I learned from from winning those things was that um, you don't win it on one day. Right, so it's like you try to win the day every single day, and then by the end of the year, when it's submission time, then you're like, oh yeah, you know, I actually have like ten or twelve um, pretty good things that I could put out there. Um, so that's kind of like the approach that I have with fantasy too. It's like um, it's a, like it's funny, you know, because like people think I have the easiest job in the world, and I do. Don't get me wrong, but I, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a grinder, man. Like I eat this stuff up all day long yeah i mean no kidding you're taking time out just to be on a small time podcast <laughs> so <laughs> well uh, like, man i will do i'll do look here's the thing man like i i get it um and like for me i just like doing appearances to help people out and whatever man if this get if this gives you even like a one percent boost cool man i'm i'm, I'm happy and, and i hope it works out yeah. So how how did you find out like when you did win? How does that work? Is do you get a phone call, a letter? Like how does that? How did you find um, no, out? I, hey, I'm an Emmy find, winning. I find out at the yeah yeah yeah. So I find out they have a ceremony and everything. Like right. they have a whole like award show and dinner, and, and then you find out there. So you don't know. Um, so it was cool. Okay. Yeah. So I was there. You know, I was there with some like some of like, my close um, work friends and and my wife, of course. So. Um, yeah, no, man, it was, it was a lot of fun and it, it was obviously, uh, very personal too when I won, uh, my first and then subsequently won, won, you know, a few more down the road. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was actually awesome to, to win those things. It yeah. was like, wow, this is a really, really cool moment, uh, for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I guess we can just jump right into fantasy. Um, yeah. If it, I, I, you know, was reading a couple of your things and, you know, looking at, uh, you know, you it really looks like you really like guys with a lot of upside. Um, you mentioned people yeah. like Marcus Wheaton and Marvin Jones, you know, later later in the draft. When do you start looking at upside versus consistency? Like, when do you start looking at Marcus Wheaton um, 
you know, over uh, somebody like Jarvis Landry or something. Yeah, I mean, as always, it always, it's, I hate saying this, but it really does kind of sort of depend, but you're right. I freaking love upside. Um, And so, you know, I I know my coworkers make fun of me and my listeners of my podcast and fantasy live podcast make fun of me as well. But I talk about combine numbers all the time because um, like real general managers, I mean, they like to look at athletic profile and that's kind of where I start. And then you know, the, I mean, uh, we have such a deep library here, um, an NFL network of guys that I could look at both pro and college tape if I wanted to do so. Um, but, you know, there are online services out there too, just for, you know, amateur draft mix out there, uh, amateur draft, uh, fantasy folks who really want to get into it. I mean, there's plenty of stuff. Draft Breakdown has clips and clips and clips and clips and clips of draft prospects. So, um, the material is out there if you really wanted to break down game tape, but I mean that's really what it comes down to for me. It's like how high am I on a guy? Um, you mentioned Marvin Jones. You have no idea how ridiculously high I am on Marvin Jones. Um, Thank you. Uh, he is going to be a guy that I absolutely take um, in round ten, if not sooner. Depends on how many teams are in the league, but around pick ninety. Hell, if I know somebody who might also be hot on Jones, I'll take him pick 80 because that's how much I like the guy. I really think he's going to go for 1,100 yards this year um, and, you know, anywhere between seven and eight touchdowns. You're going to get that in the 10th round? Yeah, sign me up. I'll take that all day. And, again, I think the upside is there for more, too. I mean, I really honestly wouldn't be surprised um, if this is a guy that pushes 1,200 yards and gets, uh, I mean, maybe the touchdown potential isn't quite there, but, you know, again, if you can get seven or eight touchdowns from uh, a wide receiver, too, uh, you, you'll take that all day long. Now, you asked me, when do I take them? Yeah. When I start getting around eight, uh, I start getting itchy. Uh, I start getting itchy for sleepers. Right. Um, and that's that's generally when I start looking at guys is uh, is around round eight. Around pick, uh, around pick 80 or 90 is when I start getting that, you know, uh, itchy feeling to start getting saucy with some of my picks. So, right, right. Um, and I'll say this for beginner drafters too, man. Like honestly, once you get to round ten, forget it. It's all bets off. Like forget about ADP. You know what I'm saying? Like forget about where a guy slotted on whatever draft app you have. Right? Like it. Like I know a lot of people that use Yahoo or ESPN. It's like forget about where these guys are slotted. Once you get to round ten, forget it. Like if you like a guy, just go get that guy. Yeah. You like a Ladarius Green? Cool. Go get him. Not not a big deal, you know. You like Marvin Jones, cool, get him. You like Kenneth Dixon, get him. You know what I mean? Like, if you like a dude, just go get that guy. Um, and I just say, once you get to the double digit rounds, I completely ignore ADP. Yeah, good advice. Who's your uh, Who's your favorite high upside guy late in the draft? Is it Jones? Um, Jones is one. Uh, I think a lot more folks are starting to get savvy to him, so he's starting to go a little bit earlier, which makes me sad, but. Um, but and I think we'll also see once the preseason starts that he is going to be. Um, I don't even think he's going to be one B. I just think he's going to be the one A. And I know everyone is you know thinking you know Golden Tate's going to step up and and be that guy. It's just not the case. It's like well, we saw this with Randall Cobb last year, right? Randall Cobb is not built to be a go-to every down receiver. That's just not him. Right. Right. Like he's got an awesome profile. I'm not even, I, I love Randall Cobb. I think he's a great football player. He's just not Jordy Nelson. 
he's not a field stretcher. He's not big enough to be a red zone guy. Like, so he's not the guy that can fill that role. Marvin Jones is that dude, man. Like, he's got the body, he's got the hands, he's got the speed um, to not only stretch the field, but also be a consistent and reliable red zone threat. Olden Tate, as much as I like him, I just think, look, he is as good as you're going to get in terms of a number two. Like, I love him as a number two guy, right? Um, but I think what we're going to see in the preseason is Marvin Jones kind of taking the reins and, and really exploding. Now, you ask me who my favorite upside guy is. I'm going a little long-winded here, but Kenneth Dixon, to me, in Baltimore, um, has an opportunity to just go nuts. Um, I think about Mark Trestman's system there in Baltimore. He goes crazy throwing to the running backs. Um, I don't know. I forgot how many receptions Matt Forte had under uh, Trestman's first year, but I think it was pushing 100, man. It was ridiculous uh, how many targets and how many receptions Matt Forte got. Now, let's think about the skill set. Kenneth Dixon and Louisiana Tech. Now, I know a lot of – look, I'm a football fan. I, I didn't watch a single game of this guy. But I tell you what, there's plenty of tape on uh, on this kid from Louisiana Tech, and he is a great pass catcher out of the backfield. And when he gets the ball, even between the tackles, he is an angry runner. He reminds me a lot of Thomas Rawls um, in between the tackles and running the ball, and then out of the backfield, he is a special talent. He looks like a wide receiver uh, catching the football. So uh, Kenneth Dixon, to me, I think about the skill set, and then I think about um, the offensive system that he's in. It is a match made in heaven. I love uh, Kenneth Dixon uh, coming into this year. Now, he might not pay dividends in the first, like, I don't know, let's say four or five weeks, but if you are patient and you hold on to him, I'm telling you, week six and beyond, I think this guy could be an absolute game changer. So are, are yeah. we waiting? Are we waiting for uh, for set to break down, or is he going to? Is he going to take the uh, take the job? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I went to Cal. I love Justin Forsett. I've seen him <laughs> up close and personal. I, I think he's got a great skill set that also fits Mark Tressman's style as well. It just happens to be. Look, um, he's coming off a big layoff. We know kind of sort of who he is. He's been a very reliable journeyman backup running back. Um, and you know, I, I mean, I know they gave him the contract extension. I'm happy for him. I just don't see him as the season. I think the team will give him every opportunity to be the starter. And, you know, we haven't heard about any kind of committee or timeshare or controversy there, uh, in Baltimore, but I mean, come on, common sense, right? Like I just look at the talent level. I look at, um, you know, what the coaching staff is saying already about Ken Dixon and again, skill set and just overall talent level, athletic profile, um, all of those things combined, it just makes me think that at some point uh, Kenny Dixon is going to take that starting gig and run with it. Right. It's one of those uh, backfield cores that people are kind of afraid of because they're not sure who is really going to emerge. But they're both going so late that you could realistically grab both of them, see who pans out because that Mark Trestman offense, like you alluded to earlier, Matt Forte – set the record for a number of catches for a running back. We had actually, I know you alluded to it earlier, he had 102 catches a couple years ago. That's insane. Um, That's That's insane. insane. Um, So really Mark Trestman didn't get the opportunity to implement his offense last year, and that's something that they said coming into this year, it's really going to be the Mark Trestman offense. So I expect a lot of uh, 
catches for whoever is going to be the starting running back there. Um, <clears throat> I want to transition to another guy who, for me, um, <clears throat> is another pass-catching uh, type of guy, and that's Devontae Freeman. You have him listed as one of your players to avoid. Um, very interesting, right, because we don't really avoid the guy that was the number one running back last year. I mean, if you think of <laughs> years previously, right. you don't really tend to avoid the guy that's number one. You know, Cam is the number one quarterback, and right. uh, Antonio Brown's the number one wide receiver. Why is Devontae Freeman a guy to avoid this year? You know, it's horribly unfair uh, when we call guys busts, but it's all relative because here's my big thing, and if you read my piece on NFL.com slash fantasy regarding, um, you know, who I consider to be a quote-unquote bust, it's all relative to their ADP. Like, if I could get if I could get Devontae Freeman in the fifth round, do you think I'd be calling him a bust? Absolutely not. Like, I would freaking love Devontae Freeman in the fifth round. But right, right now, his draft price is, um, and when I wrote, keep in mind, when I wrote this piece, this was before, I think this was in May, I think maybe. Maybe it was June. Um, so a long time ago. But his ADP at that time was end of the first round, early second round. And I still think he, his value right now is mid-second, maybe late-second at the absolute latest. And that's starting to make me feel a little bit better about Devontae Freeman's price. But and I'll tell you right now, dude, even if you took him in the late-second round, I just think his floor, to me, is really scary. What happens if Tevin Coleman um, just ends up being the every-week starter? What happens then? It's like, all right, Freeman's workload not only reduces to just an unbelievable, unbelievably low level, I mean, we're talking about a guy who legitimately could be a third-down-only guy, right? right. Um, so to me, his floor, and again, if we're playing a standard league, forget about PPR. PPR, he's got added value, and you, you could take him in the second round safely because I think his floor for receptions is still pretty high. Like, we're, we know he's going to get 40 catches, right? But, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like, in standard formats, what happens if he becomes a change-of-pace third-down guy? Like, now we're talking about a guy who could legitimately have 800 total yards and six touchdowns. That is not good. So you're telling me a guy, like, so I don't even know what his ceiling is. Like, I think his ceiling's not that high either because the coaching staff is, is spending a lot of time talking about how this is going to be a backfield committee. Um, so I don't know. Uh, to me, I think the writing is on the wall. They're going to mix in Kevin Coleman. And to me, I think Coleman is a better fit for that one-cut scheme. Uh, we saw what he can do at Indiana. He put up 2,000 yards, 2,000 rushing yards in a tough conference in the Big Ten, uh, playing for a team in Indiana that was atrociously bad. Um, and what I saw out of him, the burst and the decisiveness and the explosion – um, it's something special. So, uh, is he the kind of guy that, you know, who he reminds? He reminds me a lot of Chris Johnson. Now he doesn't have that kind of speed, okay? But yeah. he's got that decisive running ability. But there might be a lot of times when he just gets stuffed. Um, I just think he's not going to be. He's not that chunk yardage guy, right? right. He's not going to be the guy that gets you four or five yards carry. He might get you three yards, three yards, two yards, three yards. And then he might break one off for 15. Then he might break one off for 20. Right? So, like, he's one of those guys. Um, right. Yeah. Will, will the team be able to stomach that from a, you know, um, every down perspective? I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll see. I, I, my bet is that Kevin Coleman 
uh, ends up being the starter at some point down the road. Maybe it's super late. Maybe it's week 10. I don't know. But the floor for Devontae Freeman really scares me. Right, yeah. right. <clears throat> I think there's there's definitely a scenario where Tevin Coleman could take a lot of that first and second down work. But I do still kind of like the floor because of the catching, especially like you mentioned, PPR and half-point PPR leagues. All right. Um, I do want to ask a couple little, you know, maybe not super relevant questions. We say we see that Victor Cruz actually avoided the pup list. Um, what do you think his outlook is? Is he worth anything at all right now in fantasy? Is he worth a pickup, late round flyer, anything? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't even think he's worth a dart throw. Um, we're talking even 14th, 15th round to me. I mean, unless you're playing in a crazy 16 team league or something, just because. Um, I, and I know he's going higher than that. You know, right. there's some Giants fan out there who is messing it up for everybody. <laughs> they're, they're taking Victor Cruz, um, you know, earlier. And we're talking like even earlier for Victor Cruz is like 13th round, okay? Um, I don't know. To me, not really. I think Sterling Shepard is there. And to me, he's clearly, um, I don't want to say clearly the better player because he hasn't played an NFL snap yet. But. Right. Uh, I look at his skill set, I look at the game tape, I look at the, uh, his combine numbers, his overall athleticism, and again, his ability. Uh, what he did at Oklahoma was was pretty special. Uh, his game tape, don't lie, man. Like, th- this dude is legit. Um, and then I think about, you know, you know, they already have Odell Beckham Jr. Where does Victor Cruz fit into all of this? Um, I just think Victor Cruz, even if he's quote-unquote healthy, even if he plays and he's, you know, playing – they're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets, obviously. Um, but <clears throat> if he's there, I don't know how much production he's going to have, period. Uh, I don't really see him um, having too much of an impact. I mean, what's his ceiling? I mean, he's not going to get 1,000 yards, right? right. I mean, no, I don't right. think he's, he's <clears throat> not going to get 80 catches. There's just no, no. way. No way. There's, not enough, there's not, not enough passes to go around where uh, a scenario where if Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham Jr. are healthy – um, Victor Cruz walks away with 70 catches and 1,000 yards. I just don't see it. No, I don't see neither. it. So to me, limited upside, and again, we talk about a scary floor. Maybe he's not healthy. Maybe he just doesn't even beat out Sterling Shepard, period. Um, and to me, I'm not, it's not, it's, the upside's not there. It's not worth the, the dart throw. Right. Just to, um, I guess we'll let you go in just a minute here. We got one more thing well, I want to ask you. I, I'm pretty, probably, you probably have uh, talked about it in, in uh on tv today but the big bet with brandon marshall and tony o'brown uh, of course <laughs> marshall you know betting the cars um brandon, you know, for the most bro, receiving what 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 is what is he thinking here man <laughs> I, I mean like i get it man you're confident in your abilities it's cool you know but like calm down bro. I, like I we well, gotta calm he, he was only 300 yards away from brown last year but we're all we're all thinking <laughs> that <laughs> He got overexcited. He that out. This is only 300. That's a lot, man. That's yeah. so much. That He's just so happy much. it's not Geno Smith, man. He's like, oh, it's not Geno Smith. I got a chance at a good season. Exactly. And I think, he'll, I think he will have a fine season. Look, he's on my bus list as well because, again, I think he's got a scary uh, low floor. Right. But if everything holds true um, and, and, you know, he basically is able to – I don't want to say replicate last year because last year in a lot of ways was basically a career year for him, man. Like 100-plus catches, 1,500 yards, and what? What did he have, 14 touchdowns? Yeah, 14 um, touchdowns. Come on, dude. 
I think yeah. the 14, 14 touchdowns was a career high, if I'm not mistaken. It was. It was. The 1,500 yards or whatever he had, I think he had 1,508, like, or, or something around that. But, um, like, that was, I think that was six or seven yards off of his career high as well. Like, come on. Uh, he, he's getting a little older. Um, they've got a tough stretch of games to start the season. Their first six games, uh, I mean, it, it's, it, there's a lot of tough defenses on the pallet, uh, uh, on the on the docket there. So, I don't know, man. Like, will he get? To, I don't even know if he gets to 1500. Uh, right. I can almost guarantee you he won't get to 14. <laughs> yeah. Okay, when, I can almost guarantee that. If you had um, to put a percentage so, yeah. on it, if you had to put a percentage on it, Brandon Marshall in the top on 12. Him, what would you say on him getting on him getting the 14 touchdowns next year? Uh, top 12. Uh, say top 12. Top twelve uh, wide receivers. Like, if you do, you think he'll oh, finish a there? Oh, top twelve. Oh, yeah. If he's a top, like, yeah, I, I, I think it's a reasonable expectation to believe that he's a top twelve wide receiver. I just like, like I said, it, uh, look, is he going to get to fifteen hundred and fourteen? No, nope. I can almost guarantee you that. Right. Because it's just it's that's a, that's a huge number. That's a huge number. Yep. Um, I think he can get double digits just because he's a red zone monster, mm-hmm. but. And the 14 touchdowns, that's so difficult, man. Plus, they got Matt Forte back there. I mean, it's like, you know, they're going to be able to trust, they're going to trust him a little bit more on the ground game. Hopefully, the D, de- and, and the thing is, it's hard to get to 14 touchdowns again with that defense. That defense is so good. Right. Right. Like, they don't have to put a lot of points on the board. They're going to want to grind the, the clock out uh, to win these games. And I don't, I just don't see that happening. Like, the reason Allen Robinson went, I mean, banana pants last year, the defense was horrible. Right, yeah. so like they're playing in behind a lot of games. They've got to play catch up. There's a lot of shell coverages too um, from yeah. the opposing defenses because they're protecting huge leads. Like, so I mean, I know, man. Like, I, I don't, I just don't see Brent. Like, if you were to ask me what's the percentage chance he gets the 14 touchdowns, Brandon Marshall next year, I could, I would say less than five percent. Right. To what's yeah. the percentage chance that he gets to 1,500 yards? Which again, by the way, is a huge number. Like, you know, I would say again. I would say I don't know less than fifty percent. I think it's a, I think it's a coin flip as to whether or not he gets to fifteen hundred. I think more realistic. I think a more realistic expectation for Brandon Marshall um, is somewhere along the lines of like twelve fifty to thirteen fifty in terms of yardage, and like I don't know nine or ten touchdowns. I think is a much more realistic projection. Keep in mind he's going to stay healthy too. Yeah, right. right? So- like I don't. I mean he's getting a little older. You know what I mean. Right. So long, long story short, Brandon Marshall is uh, giving Antonio Brown his Porsche. <laughs> exactly. There's no question in my mind. It, also, is there an injury like clause here? Because I think both guys, uh, I think both Antonio, here's the thing, I like him. This has kind of gone under the radar because I haven't really been saying it too often, but I think Antonio Brown's an injury risk too. Um, you don't take the kind of concussive hit that he took in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and you can't tell me he's not more. Um, susceptible to a big hits because you know I think DBs take notice of that kind of thing, right. but also just being more susceptible to concussions in general. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, again, uh, if you follow me at all, I'm a big fan of not just football but also uh, mixed martial arts, yeah. and we've seen that with not just you know high level mixed martial arts, high level boxers. If you, when you get knocked out just stone cold like that you are much more likely to get knocked out like that again. It's just right. the nature of the beast, right? So 
to me, I think Antonio Brown is also a little bit more of an injury risk coming into this season. That's why I have, if you look at my rankings, I've got Odell Beckham Jr. number one overall. Interesting. Interesting. All right, cool. Well, James, um, we'll, we'll let you go here. We took up enough of your time, but uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we, we appreciate your time, and uh, hope we cross paths again in the future, man. Hey, listen, anytime you guys need a guest, just let me know, um, and, and I'll be more than happy to fill in. Very nice. Right. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much, James. Have a good night. All right, we'll do it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, later. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, we want to thank James Coe for being a part of our episode and a part of the eat sleep fantasy experience <laughs> i don't know why i'm talking like that man <laughs> mock drafts always get me hype so uh really guys we want to thank you for joining us for another episode um if you like what we're producing and putting out please head on over to itunes and give us a review there um we really appreciate you guys doing that for us it, it really helps us being able to put out the word of Eat Sleep Fantasy. If, if it's something that you enjoy, it, it really is, you know, something that would benefit. And we'll start reading some of those uh, good reviews on the air. Yeah. So and Also, uh, uh, we I keep forgetting every single episode, but let us know how we did on the draft. Call us. You can leave a message, and we'll play it on air. Uh, 507-69-SLEEP. That's area code 507-69-SLEEP. Call that number. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us how we did. Um, if we don't get any voicemails, I'll assume that nobody listened to this podcast. Yep. And that's all I have. Good night. Nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, we just do it. Uh, well, to each other. for Dale DeMott at Dale underscore fantasy, I'm Christian Brito at C Brito fantasy. You could find us at eat sleep FF on Twitter. Buenas noches. And we like to play till the sun go down Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down Then we take that town, then we take that town